The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. some motherhood duties well tonight we are joined by the one and the only kimye minor she is a mother of three an award-winning singer songwriter and recording artist and a full-time grammy-nominated producer and president and ceo of haku collective welcome kimye to mothership thank you Okay, well, I'm going to tell everybody that's actually a shortened version of her bio because uh, of accomplishments <laughs> and stuff is probably like 20 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, though, on all of your accomplishments so far. And we're so glad that you're here with us because, I mean, you are so busy. And I can say that personally because I see you. And let me tell you, this girl has been working throughout her pregnancy like she will come in to our station to record. And even after pregnancy, I'm like, uh, don't you need to take some time to rest? And you know, <laughs> you're just like smiling, glowing, still plugging along. And you're just so dedicated to what you do. So please, I mean, Thanks. just start off by- Well, I think um, the craziest thing, and I'm so happy to be here with you today on The Mothership. Yeah. And I think- the, the, the thing that I found to be most true about becoming a mother was that I was really inspired with each uh, pregnancy and I actually created an album each time. So it was like, you were there in the, in the studio with me, you know, we were sharing the studio space. So it was, I was always pregnant because I did the Hawaiian Lullaby album. I did my Proud as the Sun album. And then I did Children of the Sea, which was a collection for children. But, you know, I was just really, really inspired and looking for music for my own keiki and decided I should just go make it. So that's what I did. So amazing. So amazing. And and right now they're being watched by your mom. And, and I noticed yeah. that she's had a lot of help, too, which is always good. So I don't know how anyone does it without help. I mean, it really does take a village, uh, a tribe, a ohana. And so I'm really lucky to have a lot of people that help me to do what I do, for sure. And how old are your kids? Can you tell the, um, those listening? My my youngest is almost two. So they're two, three, four. Almost two, Ooh. three, and four. 
Ooh. Yeah, you went boom, boom, boom. Are, do you have any regrets or how's that working out? <laughs> Would you recommend that or no? <laughs> I have a lot of makeup concealer under my eyes because I am very tired. Oh. Um, but, you know, there's good and bad, you know, like to, there's challenges and um, opportunities for growth, I guess. Yeah. And then just it's a blessing. It is. But our house is always loud, full of laughter or crying or someone that doesn't want to do something. So five of us in the house everyone is so different um yeah so it's a lot but i i don't regret it i love it i love them so much and you, you sang to them when they were in your tummy right yeah yeah Aww. of course yes and the hawaiian lullaby album was really like the thing that opened the door for me with like the children's music and thinking about that and what i wanted I wanted it to be music that also the families could listen to, not just the kids. You know, that was what was important for me. So, yeah, I'm excited to um, be working on another Hawaiian Lullaby Volume 2 coming out in the future. And, you know, just that. But then I also have all of the things I'm doing. I just released a single, Catch a Tan, and I'm focusing on myself as an artist and not just as a mom because we are women, too, and we have our <laughs> own thoughts and dreams as well. Do you see, um, you know, your kids kind of gravitating towards music in general? Because you um, discovered your passion when you were really young, right? Yes. And, and today I actually had vocal lessons and I didn't have a sitter. Sometimes I have a sitter, sometimes I don't. And so today he was with me in the virtual vocal lesson and he was singing right along with me doing vocal trills. And he was doing all of that with me and I was laughing. She was cracking up. But I'm like, yeah, they, they just, they really cling to music. You know, they get it. I don't know. It's fun. I love watching them. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, how did you teach yourself guitar? I mean, that's what I read. You learned when you were 14 years old. Yeah, I, I started with ukulele and I was in like a, a class in, in elementary and intermediate school. And then my dad gave me his nylon guitar when I went to board at Kamehameha Kapalama campus. And so I just started teaching myself, um, you know, there weren't YouTube videos back then that taught us things. So I just looked up charts and pictures of your hands. And I, I loved songwriting actually. And I didn't realize that that was actually a thing. I thought you were just a singer. I didn't realize, oh no, there's a whole line of work for people that just write the songs. So I became a singer songwriter at Kamehameha schools with my dad's nylon guitar. Mean. That's amazing. And so can you explain the song, what a songwriter does and what's the process for you? Yeah, I definitely started uh, diary style. So just be finding some chords and singing like my, how I was feeling in the moment or taking pages, you know, words right off the diary, my diary. And um, that's sort of how I begun. And then I realized uh, that there's so many different styles of songwriting. So I love collaborating and working with other songwriters who have different approaches to writing music. Sometimes the words are first and then you find the music or the melodies first. So there's different approaches to it. With Bamboo, that song Bamboo that I wrote, I was singing the Bam Bamboo chorus before I knew any of the other part of the song. Driving home um, to Haula and just seeing Bamboo and like waterfalls and everything, you know, driving out on the east side. And I was just inspired singing that over and over. And then we kind of based the entire song, I collaborated and we based it around that melody hook. Wow. Yeah. And, and you produce your own songs and your own albums? You yeah. Anything, and huh? so, 
Yeah, but I really am a strong believer that we're better together. So I usually always have collaborators with me. I might start at home on my own computer and doing some production there and songwriting because it kind of goes hand in hand when you're a songwriter, you think about all elements in the music. Um, and then I always usually go find a co-producer. I work with Imo Garza a lot since high school. We've been um, mm. producing songs and writing songs together and performing. So um, it always feels nice to go to someone familiar like him that I can, I know we work well together and create this, these songs. And he brings a whole nother dynamic because he is so talented. Both of you. And I love you guys' song, um, Make Me Say. I think that's my oh, favorite yeah. song. It's oh, awesome. thanks. I love that song. Oh, that's Thank awesome. you. But yeah. Yeah, your journey is so amazing, Kimmy. I mean, like when I read that you even went to Jamaica <laughs> to work. And I mean, it, it's kind of cool because like a lot of young people um, don't really know what they want to do, right? You know, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? But it seems like you were able to find it and discover your passion. And why do you think you stuck with it, you know? Yeah. I think it just kept showing up for me. Like I tried to do other things and I was definitely discouraged on my journey, but I was also pretty bold. So I would do crazy things like I'm moving to Jamaica family, bye, like taking <laughs> off of school. And I did really well in school. So they were really upset. Like, why would you leave college? I was at University of San Diego. I'm like, I'm just gonna go live in Jamaica and write in the country, in that country and all these things. But I really, um, I am a distant traveler. That was one of my first songs and it's, a I like learning from life experiences from different people and different places, you know, and I think that's the Hawaiian mindset. We're wayfinders, you know, we're always out there navigating and exploring this world and then applying it to our roots or who makes what makes us our identity. Right. So <clears throat> that's always been my thing, but I really didn't know a lot about music. I had to learn a lot of things the hard way and, you know, being a female, being from an island, like there was a lot of adversity and challenges. Um, and I would give up and be like, I give up. And then I would be writing a song again or producing something at home. Um, and it, it was a pretty long journey for me. And once I kind of figured out that I didn't need to wait for someone else, I could do it myself. I could figure out, find the opportunities and create them if they weren't there. I just started doing that and relying really on myself because no one's going to want it as bad as you do. So you kind of got to find it for yourself yeah you're so multi-dimensional and mm -hmm. I think that is so admirable and so impressive and I just I mean how did you even I mean I know you kind of mentioned it briefly just now that you said if no one else is going to do it so you got to do it yourself but I mean gosh that just sounds so I mean is is there more to it I mean is there anything oh uh, yeah <laughs> <people> <laughs> like listening that struggle with that Heck yeah. And even till today, the it's harder to do it yourself and figure out, uh, you know, pave this, forge a new path. It's It can be hard because I don't do things the typical way that someone else might do it. But I, I've always been a questioner. Like I, my parents are like, you need to go to sleep, but why? Like, tell me everything, you know? So <laughs> I'm still like that. Like, well, why can't we do this like this way? Like, why do we have to follow that? And then some ways I learn like, oh, there's a reason why, why they do it the way they do it. And then a lot of times it's like, it's, there is no reason. That's just how it's been done for years and years. We can change that or you can do it your own way. So I really do try to follow my na'au, like the whispers of my kupuna. I believe that they are there guiding us on our journey. And I, 
I don't know. So this like sort of like faith and hard work. I, I do work really hard. Like I will do a lot more hours than maybe I should sometimes, but I know that I go in short spurts. Like I'm just going to really attack this thing. I I'm like, I see the goal and I'm going to go for it, but yeah, it's, it is really challenging. And I think finding capacity in a team has really been my uh, saving grace to be like, okay, I can't keep doing this on my own because you know, it's really hard now with kids and I'm still struggling mm -hmm. till today. You know, yesterday I had like a little breakdown of what am I doing? Like there's so much on my plate and my kids just want me, you know? And mm -hmm. so finding the balance and being real with yourself of, what your priorities are, are really important on this um, entrepreneurial journey, wow. you know, that <clears throat> if you choose to go that route and it's not for everybody and some people really can depend on others, but you still have to go find the others. Who do you trust? Who do you want to have on your team? And, you know, that takes sort of um, boldness mm -hmm. and following your intuitions too. And then letting your passion be greater than your fear, I think. That's why I stuck with music. Well, that's a great saying. So Haku, yeah. Haku Collective is um, where you started, you branched into the business aspect of it. Is that is that right? Way more, yeah. So like in 2011, I started Kimmy and Minor Music and I was releasing my own singles. I started a Kickstarter, you know, did all the things for myself. Then Haku Collective in 2016, so five years after I started my own thing, was when I decided I want to help my friends and like this is bigger than me this is i see a future for these kids i started doing mentorship programs and a bunch of things for the music community and i did that through haku collective and haku means to braid or weave together and i believe that when we work together we're stronger so that was really like the point of me starting haku okay i i just want to read something from henry capono <laughs> He, he said that in this business, talent is 20% and business is 80%. He says, Kimye has a lot of talent, a great voice, a kind heart, and has business sense. For her age, she is far ahead of the curve and doing a lot to balance her career, her passion, and her family. It's not easy to stay in the game. You need to be resilient roll with the losses and celebrate the wins. I watch Kimie and I'm very happy that at such a young age, she is working it and learning it. Musicians would rather make music than deal with business. This is CNK learned the hard way. Like myself, she surrounds herself with people that love her, her music and her love for her art. Making smart business decisions is key to everything. She's also helping others and raising a family along the way. I give her a lot of credit. She'll go far if she stays focused and follows her dream. Either way, she'll succeed in life. I'll certainly support her any way I can. And he says, keep on, keep on, Kimye, keep your star shining bright. I just thought that I would read that because I thought that, I mean, Henry Capono, the great Henry Capono. I know, saying, I cried, I, 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 that was yeah. sweet. You read this yeah. post, yeah, that was his post <clears throat> and it's true, I guess a lot of musicians rather make music than deal with business. Yeah, and that's okay too. There is no judgment on that. I really do believe that it's not, not every musician has to do those things, but it does benefit you to understand the business part. And Fiji, who is one of my mentors, always told me that the music business has nothing to do with music and everything to do with rights. So understanding that it's an intellectual property and you own it until you give it to someone else. 
and understanding what you're changing, you're exchanging in that, you know? So that was something he taught me at, at a very young age. So I've always been kind of guarded about it. And I've been through my own challenges with that, but I think that it's, yeah, it's, it's something I've learned. And like I said, I've always questioned everything. So I wanted to know why do we have to do it like that? Why is it, why is this business like this? And just trying to understand things. So business-wise, who guided you in that sense? Because you had the music from your family side. Was there, how did you yeah. do the business side? I, I have mentors still to this day because I am still learning every day, you know. Um, there's a big gap in the services and resources that I feel that musicians need in Hawaii that we can't find. So we have to go search for them. It's very aggregated. It's not one place. So I was trying to make Haku that web where we can help gather the resources and services. And I've I've had people, my, my business partner, Scotty, who helped me with Haku Collective when I started that company, um, he had Blue Planet Studio. So I was already using his studio and he really guided me on like what it takes to start a business and those kinds of things. And then my sister-in-law, Malia Kaehue, um, it's just a strong manovahine and uh, from a native Hawaiian perspective on how to run a business. And so it's just people like this, Charles Brotman, who, who's won a Grammy and he, um, he does the Hawaii Songwriters Festival, but it's people like this in very different sectors of business that have taught me and guided me and mentored me along the way. And there's many more. Noli, I'm sure you can relate. Noli uh, was in the band Milo Shade. And oh, gosh. She released one, oh, you released one album, right? <laughs> Just one, Noli. <laughs> but yes. I mean, yeah, the, that, that, that business side, that's the crazy part because no one knows, right? You, you do it for your passion, like you said, but then the passion involves knowing that whole backside and you got it down. Like, that's beautiful. Haku Collective. I, I love that mentorship that you're putting out there and it's still going on. You Are you... With, are you working yeah, with young, we, young artists, older artists? Yes. Well, yes. So our core thing that we, our flagship um, program is called Nelly Craft Bootcamp. And it's for 12 to 22 year olds. And they come to a two day camp, writing camp. So they these are things that like songwriters do that this is like an equitable business that you can have is being a songwriter. And you go to these songwriter camps. So I wanted to recreate that with these young kids and allow them to sort of join as a cohort and then they can always continue to write together and work together so we do at least one a year um but next year i'm going to be doing at least two or three because we um we start we're starting a new program called naleo which is to celebrate their voice and um you know there's just a wellspring of talent and amazing musicians here that are unheard and sometimes it's they don't know how to find their voice. And it just takes finding a friend, like that's their same age, to come and hang out with them and write with them. And we always have uh, artist mentors. So I've mentored in the past, Henry Capono, Paula Funga, Imua Garza, uh, Josh Tatofi just did our last one. And it's completely free. So nobody, the kids don't have to pay. Um, but I do try to go for the rural areas or kids that were like me growing up, because I remember being, I wish, that I had something like this, you know? And so it's just to create more opportunities to create community and hopefully to keep the music industry in Hawaii strong and, you know, like just help to malama that. Where can they go if they're interested? HakuHawaii.com or Haku Collective are any of our social media platforms. They can sign up and then we always put out sort of an audition 
before our next thing. So if they follow us, they'll see us posting about it. And for kids or anybody listening, if they think they have what it takes, right? Um, but they're unsure of their voice. Now, as a singer songwriter and an award-winning one, do you have to have a really good voice or can you take lessons to improve it? Yes, so it depends what your goal is. If you wanna be an opera singer, yes, you need to go to lessons. Honestly, I just said I took lessons. I think it's, if you want this for a long-term thing, and you want to be better, you should be training just like you work out at the gym. This is the same situation. So yes, I don't think anyone's too good for vocal lessons. Everyone can learn and grow from breath work and everything. So yeah, I think vocal lessons, no matter what, you should be doing it for conditioning. Then I also think it depends on your style. Like, what is your goal? What kind of singing do you want to do? And it's not so much, everybody likes different things. So you just have to do you. That's why I say like, be your authentic self right now, today, and do what you're doing, sing your songs. Again, it's, the songwriting is super important, you know, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes people don't care about the song, they just want a beat and a la la la, and that's good. So whatever it is, you find your voice, you find what it is that is you and unique, and somebody will like it, somebody will care, and you just have to figure out what's you uniquely and authentically, for sure. And as a busy mom, how do you find the time, uh, you know, to have downtime? I mean, is that really important to you? And and then do and then do you set aside time to be away from the kids, to focus only on work? Yeah. So I was. I'm an artist. So I like to uh, fly by the seat of my pants and go wherever I want to go. But unfortunately, I can't do that because I have a job. I have three businesses. Plus, I have three kids. I have too much. I can't, I have to schedule everything. So everything gets scheduled in. Like if I want to do a writing session, studio, all of my work stuff is all scheduled. My personal stuff, anything that I want to do has to be scheduled. And I'm learning now about reserving energy for like the end of my workday so that I can, it's like schedule in my kids, but make sure I have energy when I get to them too, you know, and that has been really a, turning point challenge for me that I want to because they're my number one priority so my family so how do I reserve energy for them and what can I do in my schedule to to leave little blocks of time you know so one thing I do is like I leave time for lunch if with my kids if I'm home working I'll like block that time before he takes a nap my baby and I'll eat with him but it's like little things like that that I have to be conscious of and reserve energy for I feel like you do a great job doing yeah. it. I mean, I can't tell, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Manage, you're like a circus act. I mean, oh. juggling. Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. And you're able to do it all, you know, without, it, it seems like without, like, you know, challenges, which is really- It's awesome. not true. But no, it's so <laughs> challenging. Like, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like just before this, I'm like, be quiet. Okay, run outside. I took a fast shower and like just air dried my hair, you know, like there it's, but I'm okay to just be who I am right now and be like, it's okay. Like, this is just who I am. And you know, it's not for everybody. It's just for whoever's into it. It's cool with me. And I'm, I really am learning and trying to be, um, 
trying to grow. Like, I don't want to just stay the same. I want to grow. I want to be better. And so I, I recently went to Portugal by myself for the first time. I left my kids for 15 days and I went on a journey home to meet my family. And I sat on the footsteps of my great, 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 three great grandparents generations back there where they left and came and moved to Hawaii with their whole family. Right. And it was like the most, I felt guilty. I felt sad. I, we were 12 hours different. So it's like, I only say good morning or good night. And then, you know, we're opposite schedules. So it was really difficult and challenging. And sometimes I felt like I should change my flight. I should just go home, but I did it and I stuck it out and, and I, I don't regret it at all. It was, it was like life changing. And I came home and released a song that was inspired by uh, Portuguese language, music, Samba, Brazil, like just, just something different that I haven't really done, but I allowed myself the creative freedom to have fun and write a song that would make me feel good. So do you sing in Portuguese then? <clears throat> well, in my new song, Catch a Tan, I sing bronzeada. That's, that just means tan. Um, but I'm learning Portuguese right now. Eu falo português pequeno. So I'm learning a little bit and pequeno. Yeah, I'm still learning. <laughs> like by next year, maybe I'll be like level one, level two. I don't know. God, what? Yeah. That is so, I, I don't know anything about Portugal. I mean, I haven't, I've never been, but I can imagine it's beautiful and the food must be amazing. Yes. And I kept saying, can I get a malasada? And they're like, <laughs> what? Like, that's not oh. a normal thing that you can just get in every street corner. Um, there's like one auntie down the road, up the street, you know, like if she's making it, it's on a Tuesday at this time, whatever. So, you know, it's not, it's not what we think about <laughs> Portuguese and Portugal. It was stunning, breathtaking. I'm, my family's from the Azores or the Azores, as they say. And so it's nine volcanic islands in the middle of, it's called the Hawaii of Europe. And so that's where we're from. So it was so beautiful to be there and spend time with my family and learn about my roots there. It's just, it's different than, than I thought it would be. So amazing. It's like a once in a lifetime unforgettable. Yeah, knowing your family <coughs> roots and, um, you know, just bringing the two together, right? Portuguese and your native Hawaiian. And it just so happens they're yeah. all from islands, right? And that culture yeah. is it so similar? Island. Or, yeah, is it similar? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yes, yes, the, yes, it is. And, and different too, mm. but very family oriented. Um, it was stunning. Like it looked a lot like Waimea in certain parts on the big island and oh. which is where my family moved to. They moved to Honoka'a when they came to Hawaii. But yeah, it was important for me. And I, I was hoping that by sharing a little, I honestly didn't even share that much on Instagram because I was just living it in real time, real life. One day I'll like go back and, and actually my new album is kind of themed around this island to island theme of like being a native Hawaiian and then also being from other island, another island. And I'm more than that. I have more I haven't even discovered. But my goal was hopefully to inspire others to learn more about their own heritage and their identity. And like, oh, no wonder I do this thing. Like, wow, my entire family over there does this thing and I do it too. That's so cool. And, you know, like, um, it's, you know, Chuck Furuya. Do you guys know Chuck Furuya? Oh, yeah. Somalia. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So I, I met with him before I went and we were tasting wine and we tasted all this wine from the Azores. And the Azores has like um, Baltic, I don't even know, you know, all the terms, but it's salinity and um, mm -hmm. it's volcanic. 
So it tastes different. And that they call that in wine culture, they call it terroir, terroir, it's French terroir. But what I learned is that everyone is different based on their surroundings and where they come from, right? And so that's why I've always loved traveling because I go to different areas and I understand the world differently by through this lens, through the everything, the heat or the cold or the hot, you know, like all the different things that make up this, this place. And just like that wine, I felt like I was there, like I was transported there just in that, in that glass of wine that I drank with Chuck. And so the point of me writing these songs that I'm working on right now is so that same thing to transport people to this place, um, whether it's Brazil or Portugal or Hawaii or, you know, other parts of the world that I'm interested in, Jamaica, um, it's just about celebrating that and, and also how that has shaped me and made me who I am today, you know, these different places. It's like, it's just truly, it's truly special to hear the stories, whether it's wine or music or culture or, you know, just the land and how that can apply to every person. And I hope that they feel inspired to learn more about themselves through the places they love the most or their heritage too. Wow. Based on what you described, it sounds beautiful. And we can't wait to hear and hear more of what you're working on. But I just wanted to ask you before we wrap things up here, do you ever get nervous? I mean, because you are a pro, you perform, uh, you know, in front of big crowds. Um, I remember seeing the video that you posted where you sang the national anthem at the San Francisco Giants baseball game. I mean, that's crazy. And you just pull it off. Um, do you ever get nervous performing in front of uh sometimes <laughs> sounds like no um, it's not, it sounds like it at all <laughs> no I mean so I have to mentally prepare but I do a lot of preparation before that day so that I I feel very confident like okay well this is done this is done actually that that game was yeah. kind of crazy and like a lot of things I didn't have my inner so I was hearing like slap back and it was very challenging actually. So I wasn't nervous until I got up there and then it started. I'm like, okay, Kim, just one, two, like keep the beat, don't mess up because it was very challenging with all the slap back and it's like echoing on me. No one else can hear it, but I can hear it on the field. So it was pretty challenging, but yeah, I, I get, I, I did get nervous earlier in the day, but usually I try to be so prepared and I have my team around me that I feel like ready, like, okay, we're ready to do this. and that day was was a little bit nerve-wracking. Just smile and play along. Just smile and do it. Like, here I go. <laughs> Wish me luck. Play ball. Goodness. Okay. Anything else that we can look forward to other than your new Catch-A-Tan? Yeah, I have a bunch of new music coming out, kind of a lot in a row. And then I'm really excited about my vinyl. And I just got the test cuts today. So I'm putting out a Christmas album. Um, like a full like deluxe version and called Christmas in Hawaii. So that's going to be out on vinyl and I'll be doing a tour and I'm sure I'm going to come to the station and sing for you guys and do all the fun Christmas stuff. And man, I love the holidays and I know this year's going to be a good one because we're finally like out and free. So I look forward to celebrating the holidays with everybody and yeah, seeing everybody soon. Yeah, well, we love you, Kimie. Thanks so yeah. much. For Thank you. Thank you for being a big part of the community. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you're making it look easy. But I know the background story is so <laughs> crazy, but you make it look easy, girl. So keep on doing that. Keep on Thank doing you. you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so you. much. All right. Take Thank care. Thank you. Yes, we're going to break up down.